guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Oh, hey, campers. This is Lissa, and I'm here back in New York City on Astor Place with my co-host, Chelsea Condren. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. It's an honor, as always. (laughs) Chelsea is a fellow uh, Connecticut-raised person, so she understands the the milquetoast prison. We had a very similar (laughs) adolescence, yeah. We did. We did, indeed. Um, Phil decided to stay in L.A., but he's going to be back in New York at the end of August. But while I'm here, i got to put one down. Uh, I've been trying to get our guest on this show for quite a while, but she is a, a busy woman, which I'm glad for. Um, and that's Taylor Ortega. I will introduce her in a moment. But um, I want to begin with this poem that I wrote in 1998 uh, mm-hmm. at my summer program, uh, Explo, Exploration. At Wellesley College. We went on this. Oh, it was not brother. camp. I'm not going to call it camp because it was not that. Um, it's like writer's camp. Yes. It, yeah. Well, it was for, it was basically like pre-college kind of. You want, you're dying to live like you're in college even though you're a child. That was just my whole dream. Mm. And then when college was over, I didn't know what to do with myself. So, mm. uh, but this was, I think the summer after my freshman year and I was in a dorm with this woman jenny who was a a writer as well we were both extremely pretentious people but we kind of enabled each other's pretentiousness so we went on this field trip to this place called george's island uh which i guess is off the coast of massachusetts i don't know but it was just like a little grassy beachy little how did you get there uh i don't remember actually i don't know if it was actually an island but (laughs) But that's what I titled this poem, so I think oh. that's what it was. <laughs> Did this happen, Lisa? <laughs> oh my God! Oh, Who even knows? No. I did. We did take a boat later on. There was always a boat at the end of this camp thing. That was where we had our crew, you know, our our dress up cruise at the end. And this guy Rob was really pursuing me, and he wouldn't take his cowboy. He had like, he had like black curly hair that came out of his like purple silk shirt, and he always mm. wore a cowboy hat. And he was coming on to me really strongly. And, and and you're married today, so right. that's, and <laughs> so that's a message. Yeah, surprise! To Phil's everyone. name is actually Rob, and uh, he's an aggressive Jewish man. No, uh, uh, so this is uh, this is about where my brain was at at the time, and I'll tell you why I chose this uh, in a moment. George's Island. The music of these acres is barely audible, dizzying. Outside, boulders and pebbly and pebbles slump into the ocean, moss and grass melting over them as a protective gravy. Isolated in this bubble, society so distant, I cannot hear my city. Wonder if it still exists when I am not there. By the way, I have to tell you, this is just like one semicolon after another. (laughs) Clawing through Earth's rich green appendages, I rip a few up. They will never miss this life so tied down. (laughs) We are surrounded by the glass eye of the sea, or the billions of glass eyes. Either way, we are prisoners, it seems, bound to this vast arena of wilderness. If I sit here long enough, let my body seep into the soil of countless years, will I come up as grass, only to be ripped from the ground? That's the end. <laughs> this is what happens when I am isolated in nature. That is, I think my favorite part of it is they don't, they're not going to miss it. Like, how do you know? <laughs> I'm speaking for the grass, yeah. Chelsea. Um, I just remember feeling so much ennui 
when mm-hmm. I wrote that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like I have really returned to that place of ennui in my life now. Have Yeah, that I actually you should. There's a there's an I'm going to evangelize for the outline. It's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice online publication. Uh-huh. This woman, Leah Finnegan, who's really good in a former the outline, the outline, a former Gawker uh, writer. She does this Leah letter on it. Um, and it's, and one of her topics was about ennui and how it's really hard not to feel it right now because everything is so urgent and therefore everything is meaningless. Like we live in such a state right now where, um, you're like so inundated with exasperating or horrifying or like, you know, upsetting news so often that you can no longer like feel anything. It's like, what's the point of anything? Mm -hmm. What's the point of anything? And yeah, I, I, yes. See, I knew I had you on this (laughs) show for a reason. (laughs) Very relevant. Yeah. Um, because it felt, it feels like when you, when I read something like this or like any of my angsty shit from back in the day, it's, it feels um, usually so distant from my life and like I've grown so much and evolved, mm-hmm. but like in light of the state of things mm-hmm. right now and in light of my recent move to Los Angeles, which is a beautiful and uh, desolate place, um, a beautiful I, wasteland. It is a beautiful wasteland. I mean, like, that's the thing. All of my stand-up about L.A. that I wrote before I went to live there is so accurate. I'm really disappointed in it. Oh, it no. It really is like the sirens in the Odyssey oh. or, like, the poppy fields. And it just lulls you to sleep unless you, you know, get your engine running in some way. But it's also, it it feels pointless to do anything. And so I'm like, have I grown? Like, I read this poem now, and I'm like, this is kind of how I feel now. It just... You never outgrow that, I guess. Yeah, teenage me like was like, I I wrote a lot of like online blogs that were like life is meaningless and like uh, yeah like a couple years ago I was like wow like what a silly thing to say and now I'm like yeah no teenage Chelsea had the right idea there it is we're all there's no point okay. to anything. I just had an idea. Okay. And when we have our guest on, we can we can pick her brain about whether this is a good idea. But like, what if, like, what if there was a what if I went about collecting people's younger pieces about that specifically? Oh, I really that like that as a theme. So, and put them all yes. in one place so we can see just how far we have not come given the political <laughs> circumstances. Right. Melancholy children are about the state of the world. Oh my God. But like it, five years ago, I didn't feel like that, you know? Five no, years ago, I, I felt pretty I recovered from yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, as I said, I felt very like, oh, what a childish thing to think. And now it's like, well... It's not. <laughs> Where were you in 1998? Do you remember the summer I of 1998? Was the summer of 1998? I was um, probably I had probably spent every day at the neighborhood pool uh, because I was. It was the first or second summer I moved to Ridgefield, um, but just from like a town over. Uh, so, but I remember like usually when we were that little, um, we would uh, like we would go to the neighborhood pool and just kind of like we joined it and became members and we would just get dropped off there like and hang out there all all day long. It was your cheers bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like and and I don't like um like the outdoors <laughs> or um like being outside. Um, Chelsea and, is wearing all black today, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's a beautiful in day outside. The middle of so July. I'm dressed in all black, yeah. and um, I, uh, I, I do not. Yeah, and I, and I, but I, like, I liked people. Like, I liked being around other kids. I didn't want to be alone by myself all day. But uh, I, I never like. I was always. I was actually this, the happiest summers were when I was older and was working at the library, which is so sad that like mm-hmm. that was way more fun um, than uh, than like the years and years that I was uh, like just kind of at the public pool. The other thing that I did was like every morning, my best friend and I would watch hours and hours of like, um, like the reruns that like lifetime would have in the morning that like lineup. So like that, my, like my first exposure, um, to selecting my own television, it was like the nanny, um, and golden girls. And that's uh, fucking great. Yeah. It was amazing. And like Will and Grace, uh, I think started on lifetime and then, uh, like Frasier, like I've seen, all those shows I was watching, like, it was, like, my best friend and I at, like, 11 years old, like, sitting in our, our mom's basements, like, Great. just watching, like, um, learning about life um, from Were our friends. Were you also drinking Diet Coke and eating Hint of Lime Tostitos? Because oh, that's what I was doing That at the time. sounds amazing. No, we were probably we were drinking, we were drinking, like, Diet Peach Snapple, because her, her basement <laughs> just had, like, her mom was one of those people that bought, like, 
be like, it's on sale. And she would buy like cases. like cases and cases. And my mom, my parents are like big, like purists. Like my mom is like, you don't need anything except water, like alcohol and coffee. Like those are their only, like they won't, they won't buy like drinks. Like that's it. You either, you're either drinking alcohol, totally. coffee or water. My, like, which now yes. I feel like as an adult, I'm kind of like, I respect that. Cause like. Yeah, the, the other know, shit is to, all like the other shit's dehydrating, so you need to you need to be hydrated. But yeah, we were drinking diet snapples and 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 probably eating like um, Keebler Elf cookies, the little man <laughs> yep. cookies, the ones with the chocolate on one side, the ones with the little sandwich ones. Yeah, oh. where there's chocolate in the middle. And yes, they were yes, like little sandwiches. Yeah. Um, you just reminded me of something that uh, came up in conversation with my mother the other day. We actually had a conversation that did not end in a screaming match. It was amazing. Oh, uh, that those... never happens, but. Um, I was telling her how, you know, I was in LA and I was telling her how fatigued I was and how I thought maybe I had a thyroid problem and I just can't get out of bed. And she was like, um, she was like, yeah, I don't think that's a thyroid problem. I think that, you know, that's what depression feels like. And she was like, have you been drinking enough coffee? Like literally she said that to me and I was like, oh, my parents are (laughs) my, that's, I came from there. Uh, Like I just love to be prescribed coffee (laughs) as a medication. You know, six, nothing wrong with, you know, a, six or seven cups of coffee get you going throughout the day you know my hour right here yeah yeah you got you know whatever it takes i definitely um in fact the only thing that propels me out of bed uh is like knowing that i'll is get to that first get coffee. that first yeah. sip which... and i need it immediately like are you like yes. are you the person oh, yes. that like st- like i stumble into whatever like vehicle the coffee comes from and like i before that i'm useless oh i'm i it's will like a caricature be late for a thing because i have to stop oh, for 15 minutes first. late with starbucks always always um but uh what was i gonna say fuck um who cares? The point is, uh, <laughs> it's not that I'm not drinking enough coffee. I'm drinking plenty of. That's all people in LA do is go to coffee shops. I was gonna say, do is it like a big? I feel like it's a it's like a very iced coffee culture there. Oh yeah, but the coffee is good. Okay, and I ha- I'm like in walking distance from five different fancy coffee houses. Uh, see, that's it's, which you know not so much the case for me here. I'm so sorry. That's okay. But I did go into my bagel but, store today aw. in New York, and everybody remembered me. It was aw. so good. My bodega recently started selling La Colombe cold brew, an excellent oh, brand of cold yes, brew. Yes. Um, and I, I'm very excited. Um, and they know they know me in there. This um, is the one on the corner of thirtieth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this 48th is this is the one where. Street? Yeah, yeah. That man, like I, when I came in, when I was away for, on vacation for a week, I came back and the guy was like, "Oh, like we missed you, like there." <laughs> I'm in there too often. Yeah. Um, you better give them a Christmas card. I think I need season. to. Yeah. Like one time I accidentally used what was my debit card and like the guy was like, oh, that's the wrong card. Like he knows the difference between <laughs> my debit card and my credit card. Oh, like that's... I was like trying to do the pin. He was like, no, no credit. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> this is my credit card. Thanks. Now like I'm really glad that I'm spending like $5 on a credit card to buy like Gummy worms and La Colombe cold brew totally worth or whatever it. it is I'm getting. I mean, it's so crazy, Chelsea, because I spent my entire childhood wanting to be an adult so badly yeah. and feeling like I already was one. And now that I am technically an adult, um, I could not want to be a child more. I am just, I don't. I, yeah. Well, like, I think we're always either like looking forward or looking back, right? We're never like kids are always obsessed with the idea of becoming adults and like, and, and like, growing up and then adults are obsessed with nostalgia and like looking back well at least on the coast they are i mean that's for sure is that in new york and la there are very isolated places of adults acting like children in perpetuity Mm -hmm. i mean that's what los angeles is it's it's everybody making and like not getting married and having kids like if you go out to even like colorado where i was for a few years like all my friends there were married with the exception of one, like pretty young and like oh, had all kids. my friends have like, babies. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, like in their early, you know, to mid twenties in New York, it's like, you know, I feel like you can kind of pass yourself off as a single gal about town, like in your fifties at this point, 100%. you know, like, which I is saw, great because yeah. thank God. I saw a woman the other day who looked like maybe a, a skinnier version of me at age like 70. She had like curly silver hair mm. and her glasses and she was doing the crossword puzzle. And nice. I was like, yeah, that's okay. That's a future nice. that I can believe in. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, uh, if you are listening to this, uh, I love you. Please tell your friends to listen to the Bitch Seat Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or at thebitchseatpodcast.com. 
You can find us on Twitter at the underscore bitch underscore seat or on Instagram at the bitch seat or on Facebook and all that shit. Uh, but uh, even more than that, send us messages if you want. You can contact me through any of those previously mentioned things or through my website, lissamandel.com, and tell me about your own uh, memories of ennui, either from childhood or today. <laughs> they are more than welcome. And uh, let's, uh, let's get to the guest. Yeah. All right. So our guest today is seriously one of the most hilarious people I have ever known. And we're... I just, I'm such a fucking fan. It's pathetic. And uh, everything she says is just in this way that just tickles me. She is an improviser, super talented improviser, and um, a writer, and uh, has worked with um, such fancy places as Elite Daily, among others. So I'm so happy to welcome Taylor Ortega. All right, so I see Taylor on a picnic table in the middle of a park. And she's, like, running her hand through her hair in, like, a really dark and bothered way. And, like, really coyly applying uh, Bonnie Bell lip chapstick. <laughs> and um, her headphone cord is, like, wrapped around her arm. And she's pretending like she doesn't notice. But there is a group of very cool girls um, on the other side of Park. And she's... She knows she's better than them. Hi, Taylor. Hi. Wow. That made me sound way cooler. Yeah. That's the idea. You can live your fantasy childhood That's here. so great. That's um, very good. Hi. Hi. Welcome. That was a great introduction. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just, I'm so, so t- delighted to have you oh, here. I'm so delighted to be here. Um, uh, what, uh, what was your experience? Because I think that you were a popular girl, right? Uh, I did a lot of theater. You did? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. I did like musical theater where and where where did you grow up in, uh in new jersey in cranberry okay yeah okay. so tri-state area it all makes sense yeah yeah and i i went to uh yeah i went to high school like 10 minutes from my house and i did a lot of like plays mm-hmm. um who didn't and i was always yeah the like uh i was always like the one with like crazy lipstick or like a weird accent or like who was very slutty or like I was always like that one character that like one off character. Were you Reno Sweeney and Anything Goes at any point? No, I wasn't. I think what? my sister was. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but so what, what were some of your more, more memorable roles? Um, let me think. A lot of them were like in one act plays yes. with like kooky characters, but I also did like regular musicals. I a lot of them are escaping me now, but I know I was Liesel von Trapp in um, <laughs> The Sound of Music. <laughs> And um, I was uh, Nancy and Oliver, and this is interesting. I got for real slapped in the face. <gasps> what on like, stage? Like every during every performance, or just yeah? Like, what? Yeah, what? the director, director was just like. Go. <laughs> <laughs> was there a fight choreographer? Was there training? <laughs> Doesn't sound safe this at all. Boy who was younger than me, but much taller than me, was just like I'm sorry. And then <laughs> no. wait, it was a backhanded thing. Mm-hmm, it was a backhanded <gasps> hit. <laughs> And <laughs> that would never fly today. Yeah, oh my never. god. That is gonna At that would time, get you sent like, to jail. Wait, we yeah, can do this? And like I I like remember I had to sing a song right after, so there's a video of it <laughs> happening. I go right into my solo. So there's a, a video of it uh, that my parents took where I get slapped in the face, backhanded by a, a man. <laughs> and then I'm down on the ground and he slapped the mic right off my head, so I had to like shake my <laughs> mic back down to sing the song and then keep my head like very <laughs> tilted the whole time and it really took the wind out of my sails that day um but yeah that's... but you didn't were you traumatized by that experience or you were like this is just what happens it's theater once it's... it was happening I was like well I guess this is how we're doing it and then I went to college and I went to art school and dropped out but I I went to art school for a little bit and like failed stage combat and I had to have a stage combat tutor and it's like no wonder I didn't know this was a thing yeah, there so, is a safe way to do it. That, I can't, yeah, that's so interesting to me that they were just like, yeah, the, well, you know, kids, go ahead, just go yeah, for it. She was really like, might as well, how else are we going to do it? Like, <laughs> as, like, yeah, like as if there's no such thing as a stage slap. One of the, by the way, easier things to choreograph when you know how to do it. Yeah, like, well, I mean, what is going on in, like, I don't know Cranberry, New Jersey. Is that like central or is it? Central, yeah. Like near Edison? 
Mm, it's near like uh, Princeton and Trenton. Okay. And oh, how okay. would you characterize Cranberry, New Jersey? Mm. At least when you were growing up there. It's like a highway that has a bunch of food on the sides of it. Uh-huh. And then like a bunch of little neighborhoods kind of off of it. And I went to high, uh, I went to high school in Heightstown and I, but my neighborhood is this just like small little development next to the nicer, like million dollar houses in Cranberry. <laughs> it's like these are little, um, definitely haunted houses. Um, really? Was your house haunted? I, it's felt spooky. Oh, how oh, much and... are you willing to share here? Okay. 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 So I don't know if the story is anything, but <laughs> my sister always used to, when we were younger, um, she thought she was seeing, like, ghosts. Yes. In your house. In her room when she slept. Like, relatives who had died and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, how much do, attention do you need? Like, <laughs> truly. That's, like, definitely what my sister would say to like, me. Like, is everyone else, the amount everyone else gets not enough? You need to see ghosts? <laughs> like, I was that, I was, like, the bully in a movie about it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Were you old, older or younger? I'm five years older than her. Yeah. Are you the oldest? Yeah. Oh, okay. The two of us. All right. Okay. So you got to kind of be years in control. Is a, it's a, a chunk. Lot, we yeah, still live together now here. Oh, wow. But yeah. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> that's really cute. No. That's a TV land sitcom. Yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. We look like two spiders next to each other. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but she kept saying she was seeing ghosts and I didn't believe her. And then last Christmas I went home and she wasn't there yet and I was staying in her room and in the... I fell asleep with my phone like face down under my pillow on silent. And as I was asleep, I kept having these really weird dreams where like um, people were appearing and I could feel their hands. And that was so weird. Like they'd reach a hand out to me and I'd go to touch it to like prove I was sleeping, but I could feel their fingers and I'd never experienced like a touch sensation in a dream before. It was very weird. Yeah. So I woke up and I had like really weird sleep paralysis like on my back. I could like see someone sitting on me and I've always had like fucked up dreams, but yeah. this was just like a lot at once. It was just like one thing after this another. another dimension connecting with you. Yeah. Truly. And I like kicked my toes up to like try and move my body and I finally moved my body and I was like, I need to get light in the room because I like need to know that I'm by myself in this room. And I go reach my phone under my pillow and I click it on and there's no notifications. And then 0.1 second after I'd clicked it on, um, one of my friends messaged me and it was 3 a.m. and was like, hey, 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 hey. And I was like, oh my God. Whoa. Whoa. I just woke up from a nightmare. This is weird timing for you. But so then maybe that was the ghost reassuring you that it was like a nice... A nice ghost. Through my friend Aton. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, just it was like, Aton? It was Aton. <laughs> yeah. He needed to tell me a story like right away at 3 a.m. Just like knew I would have just woken up for it. Wow. I know. Well, we have weird stuff like that. He's born the day before me. Oh, really? In the world. Yeah. Like same year. Oh, wow. The two of you are super connected. We still haven't had him on this podcast, but uh, we're trying to do yeah, We've we're been trying in... to do that for a while, too. Uh, Aton Levine, everybody. Another extremely hilarious and brilliantly talented attention grabber on stage mm-hmm. um okay so so you had this paranormal activity going yeah on. I was like and did that ever first of all were you in a good relationship with your sister or were you generally like a bossy bitch as the older sister I was not nice to her uh when we were younger I was just like not like trying to did she like do you think she wanted to like kind of fit in with your friends and like follow you around or did she do her own thing no she like really looked up to me and I was just like I'm good I'm like good on this I feel (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I regret that but um I moved to New York like four years ago or five years ago and moved in with her and I really didn't know anything about her which is very weird because she's my only sibling and we like have a very small family close-knit family so it's just like weird to not know things about her Mm -hmm. and now you feel like you're discovering her for the first time yeah like as adults we've become friends so that's really interesting that is interesting is she in the entertainment industry as well yeah she does theater cool musical theater yeah oh very cool and how were your parents like encouraging of this kind of stuff when you were younger or they are they disappointed that you went into comedy um, they're, they are supportive of it. They've always been supportive of like creative endeavors to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like they were always a little more supportive of her in it because she was like more ambitious and just would like do things for herself and like <laughs> see things out. And I'd be like, I'd like to do that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I was the one who like started in 
started doing theater and then she started doing it, you know, five years after me. And then she was like auditioning for Broadway by the time she was a senior in high school. And I was like, uh. <laughs> I was like packing up for an art school I was going to drop out of. But like, you know, now they are fine because I like am, can support myself. Yes. So, but I'm sure if I couldn't, they'd be like, maybe you should. <laughs> Try something else? Give up. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, they'd still be supportive. I don't know. I mean, you're such a mystery to me because I feel like you have this very effortless way about you. Wow. Uh, and I'm really curious if that is something that that you note about yourself having started, like, have you having been like that forever? Or, like, I can't really picture a really angsty, upset, de- uh, depressed child, Taylor. Were you never like that? When I was really young, I had like an insane rebound rate. Like I used to get in trouble a lot because I, yeah, I was not aware of myself. I have had no sense of self-awareness mm-hmm. when I was very, very young. And what um, do you mean by rebound rate? Like if I get yelled at, like two minutes later, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like what are we? I would just forget that I'd been in trouble. Um, yeah, it's a very that's very zen though. You yeah. just like let it flow. Well, my off parents your back. were like yellers. I grew up in like a yelling house, but not a punishment house. So like it was a lot of uh-huh. scream explaining the lesson at me because uh-huh. mm-hmm. they knew they grounded me. Like I was gonna be like I was just gonna forget. Like yeah. And so it was more just like get the lesson in in the amount of time that we have your attention for. Um, Is it an Italian? It sounds like an Italian. Yeah, they're Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are. That's how it works. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of yelling, but the yelling doesn't mean hatred. No. It comes from love. Yeah, but no one's super good at managing their emotions. Right. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, what did you you bring to um, show and tell with us today? I brought... I'm very excited. So this about is a this. notebook um, from high school, from Which freshman year of high school. Gentlemen, are these? Oh yes, oh, man. <laughs> it is Let just covered in us. a collage. Yeah, it's a marble notebook. Of that's course, covered in a collage. This was me and my best friend. Uh, we made this together. Her name is Melanie. She's also born the day before me. Very weird. Weird. Yeah. What's up with what? So what day was that? What day were you born? I'm born May 26th. Mm. Okay, 1989. She's born May 25th, and. You were connected. Yeah. And my mom is born May 25th, but like obviously not the same year. That'd be insane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. This is uh, Rivers Cuomo, whose Twitter I read recently, and it's insane. How so? Well, he's just got like a very weird vibe. Like he's always had a very weird vibe. Like he's always done like, not the greatest one. The way he talks about women in his songs looking back is like not amazing. Yeah. It's always a bummer because I was like, were you like into like kind of like the emo? Because we were, yeah, I was going to say we're the same. uh, I'm like, we're the same generation essentially of, of like music and I was I recognized a, a, a lot of those guys and I was like yeah like it's disappointing to look back because I was really into that genre and now I'm like oh they all hated women they for hated sure women. like, like women. it's all like uh, because they've been wronged or whatever and there's like yeah, yeah it's all about like, like a slutty see... girl who needs to be punished because she like you know yeah a lot of slutty girl yeah talk. like it's always like oh like this this bitch like you know slept with like my best friend like when I was you know th- abroad like it's always a this... lot of like describing what they wore too in a really creepy way oh, as yeah, part of it yeah or um, like a lot of like on their it's always like you're on your knees like it's very yeah they yeah. really did not like they did not care I mean for the us. 90s were fucking grungy okay they were yeah. fucking grungy but they were like the 90s were like I feel like more like women were a little bit more like I don't know it's if they were they were like In more subjects it? yeah like I feel like women had a little bit like the 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 rock the pop punk rock of the mid 2000s was regressive because other than like I'm trying to think like Paramore maybe like there really weren't a lot of strong fem- like we didn't have like female front women in rock like that yeah. mm-hmm. I think we was like the 90s you got like you know we had garbage Evanescence and, though yeah. Gwen Stefani Gwen Stefani we yeah. did have Evanescence, Evanescence. Amy, Amy Lee. Lee was my there uh, she is she's on the book she is an, a princess of darkness oh, uh, <laughs> yeah her voice was so beautiful and beautiful so brave voice. singing in her mix who knew it could work so well but it did so you had this notebook with your friend Melanie. Yeah. And did you pass it back and forth in school? Did you mail it to each other? What's we passed it back and forth, um, like between classes. Because we didn't, we were, she's my best friend from middle school and we didn't have the same high school friends. So oh. this was like so a this way. Is how you Wow, that's a lot of text. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, there is. Did you fill it? Um, oh, no, it- no, we didn't fill it. But there's like a lot of, there are a lot of chunks of pages that are just oh, pictures. Wow. Um, there's oh this is my um okay this is brand new kicks ass it says um brand new does that brand new does kick ass though, i loved river thing. phoenix i oh, i nice. there's also an interview somewhere oh, you here. only love men whose name was river yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's true 
or based on like their haircuts. I think like haircuts were yeah, really big. Yeah, I'm noticing yeah. a pattern oh, yeah. in the pictures here. Like it is, it is very emo. It's very like yeah. hair like just falling in your face, and we have You've this gotta uh, sweep the bangs over the eyes. pattern yeah. and yeah. Um, so can, can we hear some samples? Oh please? sure, let's see what we have. Um, let's get into it a little bit. Oh, here we. This is uh, actually. I guess we wrote just, it's a list that says best movies. Okay. This is the best movies. <laughs> I'm always ready to hear the best movies. And I'm pretty sure we did like a, who is the guy who writes the books? Um, but it's just summaries <laughs> of movies. Leonard Malton. Leonard Malton. I used to have Thank all you, those. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Um, so I, we, this is just our Leonard Malton. The first best movie. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wait, can we hear actually... From like the f the fifth like up or whatever it is. Oh yeah, you want to do? Let's yeah. see. Because I want to. I want to know. Yeah, what, a lot. I kind of want to. Yeah. Um, we both gave separate reviews. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. So the fifth one is say anything. Okay. Um, okay. John Cusack. And That's a great. Yeah, it is a great, That's a great one. Movie. Some girl. I I build her as some girl, but it's Ioni Sky, and I know that, and that was rude of me. Kind of hateful. Um, I wrote, best described by I'll Be Watching You by the Police, Ultimate Stalker Movie, Best When Watched Without Commercials. Are you okay? Something just went down, oh literally. Uh -oh. Someone disagreed with my review. <laughs> Did glass just break? Okay. A bunch of globes just crashed off a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was my review. Oh, that's it? Yeah, and Melanie wrote, smiley face, no comment, haven't seen the whole thing, oh. which is fair and just. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I, so, so I was creeped out by that movie. I did not find it romantic, which is. But it was, your it was in your top five. Yeah, but I was like, <laughs> I had an issue with it. It's one of the best movies, but honestly, not for the reason people think. It's like, I guess. <laughs> I had my first kiss during that movie, though, so that's weird. <laughs> that's weird that I was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, that hadn't happened yet, though. Oh, okay. So maybe right. I feel differently about it now. I don't know. The next one is Titanic. As number four? As number four. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. What is, what is your description pick. of that? Safe it is pick. a safe pick. It is yeah. a safe pick. Uh, based on true events, it... Like, Based on true of always. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a, that is great. <laughs> uh, that's like the freshest take on the Titanic I think I've ever. Based on real yeah. events. I feel like history. I'm gonna. I'm also about to spoil some other another part of the list, but. <clears throat> Based on true events, like Moulin Rouge, tells the story of two lovers held apart by class. However, the man dies in this one. <laughs> well, why is it below? Okay, is Moulin Rouge? Yeah, you did you spoil it? Is that number? Is that number three? I'm not gonna say. Okay, uh, Melanie wrote amazing movie. I cried a river, and used a freaking box of tissues. Um. I don't know what that says uh, about how long I was nervous about how long it was, but time was the last thing on my mind. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I got places to be people to fuck. Can't watch this whole fucking movie. Melanie's like, it's as if time stopped when I watched Titanic. She loved it. She loved it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm way more critical about these than I thought. Um, That's good. You're do you critical. want me to jump yet, ahead? They're the yeah. best movies. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to read all these. The next one's The Matrix. And then the top two, number two is The Princess Diaries, which of course it which is. Which is so the good. greatest movie it ever is made. so good, and oh. I read the books. <laughs> yeah, I mean, still. I've never seen it. Oh it's my a, God. It holds up. I guarantee you, if you watched it now, you'd be like, this is a it great It is awesome. I'm putting movie. it on the she list. She has a, like, she's Anne Hathaway's so a national funny. treasure. Yeah, yes. she's a national treasure. She's so funny. It's like... You are her, and at one point she gets the best blowout I've ever seen. It is that <laughs> hair is you actually have hair that's a little bit like oh my blowout, god, get like, out of here! I mean, you do. Like, You're glossy, kind of like the more hair. interesting, funnier, yeah, Anne but like she, that's insane. Yeah, Th that like Thank you. that blowout and the fact that Mandy Moore makes fun of her for that blowout. I was like, you stupid, stupid idiot! Yeah. Like that hair, her hair looks beautiful like the idea that a kid I mean the idea that like a, a girl would be made fun of for having like beautiful hair that is, is a hole for me really in that movie bonkers. yeah yeah I didn't get I didn't get I, I guess it was like oh who does she think she is but like yeah it looked so good I was like why would anyone ever 
Yeah, it did. It looked like, so good. And then good. she like remember she like wore a hat. I was like, why would you want to cover that up? Like was I was Mandy be, more the it's bad not guy. Her. She yeah, felt Mandy. You're right because she felt I guess overdone. She felt that's like, very. That's, that's yeah. True. That's Mandy Moore was the villain. Yeah, and she um, <gasps> Lana was great at something. I she mean, sang like a really cute little cover of "Stupid Cupid" on the yeah. beach, and it's, it's it was very cute. Mandy Moore and yeah, Eric right. Von Detten. I won't give it away. Just. It's I'll very have to good. see it for oh. myself. It, oh, and the best friend is played by um, oh my god, what is that woman's name? Oh, Who's Heather. Really Ma- funny, Heather, Heather um, Matarazzo. Yes, and the, hilarious. Oh, the boy. I was like a really big fan of um, like Phantom Planet and like Rooney when yes. I was. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. And Robert Carmine, it was Rooney, who at the time yeah. was Robert Schwartzman, mm-hmm. was the love interest, and like oh yeah. my god, <laughs> he plays guitar. I loved him. He, he fixes tar. He has hair. He has like beautiful <laughs> lips. It was just like he was yeah. so beautiful. I can't. Okay. So okay. It's so very yeah. impactful. So hold I don't up, even need up. to. That was my yeah, review. Hold that's up, my hold review up, of that. Hold up. Okay, we're gonna watch yeah. it now. Yeah, we're. I'm gonna yeah. make you watch it. Actually, that's a fun activity. Great. You'll yeah. love it. And then number, and number one, one. Number one is it's. It's Moulin Rouge. I think we all knew that. <laughs> I think we knew it was Moulin Rouge. That is. I'm, what is your reason? Yes. Why? According um, to. I watched it like, forty times. I'm not, that's not an exaggeration. Like I was counting for a while and then I stopped at 32 and then I just kept watching it. So I'd, I'd round up to 40. And what was compelling enough to keep you watching it? Was it the music? Was it the visuals? Was it that you wanted to live in Paris in um, an earlier time? Were I you... don't know. I like, it was to me like very sexy at the time. Cause like, oh yeah, it was so theatrical and there are like so many jewels and so much velvet. And to me, I'm like, that is sexy. <laughs> that is very sexy. Me being the tops a sex of worker look really like fun. Yeah. <laughs> it made me like want to be a prostitute on my terms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which I guess yeah. is kind of what a cam girl is. Yeah. Depends. I mean, not a pro- we don't really like, know what goes yeah. on when that camera's off. I mean, I'm just saying like, we don't know. If but with are... Nicole Kidman, you knew you had the you knew sh- yeah. The music was I lo- I loved the music. Yeah, I also just like she's so beautiful and talented. Like she was just the she was so beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. I like couldn't comprehend it. And I think that like re- in reading through these notebooks and these notes, one thing like Melanie and I read through these recently, mm-hmm. and one thing that we did not realize was like at the time I felt like a child, but so much of it is just you could tell like so much like childhood sexual frustration so I think part of it was just like watching love story because you're like that is a handsome man and I just want to look at him and watch someone kiss him yeah like like, all I want inexplicable feeling of just wanting to watch like beautiful people kiss each other especially when you yourself like are not yeah of course we all do and especially like as an adolescent who's not yet who really wants to be constantly kissing but unless you (laughs) Are you probably a certain don't have type of person. Yeah, exactly. You don't. It's, you really you be don't. Constantly ki- like it, no. you people do, and I, I was very jealous. Of I them. was too. I yeah. was too. So but jealous. even even when you do, like, and I when you re- do, it sucks. It's to not be, good. Like no. the first several kisses I had were like open mouth and sloppy, and like didn't feel like the satisfying like yeah morsel that watching it on like that watching like Dirty Dancing. It's yeah. like that just looks like the connection is so like fulfilled and rich, but in real life it was just like puppies slobbering well, because over each other. is because you know like they have this beautiful like time of expedi- exposition about each other and they're like learning about each other and, like building their passions for each other <laughs> and like of course their kiss is great also their mouths are like twice the age of our mouths but like right right so there's like a physical incapability and then there's also like you couldn't have that profound a connection to someone no, like certainly i was not. ready though i was fucking I was ready so ready i just wanted my mouth on a mouth so bad yeah. like and then, and, yeah, and then, like, it's just so disappointing when, like, then it's, like, just, like, a, like a, a, a drunk guy at a party, and you're, like, oh, I, this I is want this. terrible. This is what I want. So what, okay, you were talking about your first kiss earlier. Yeah. So let's hear the story of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, like, I pretty. first kiss stories. Yeah, no, it was pretty, I, like, straightforward. I think I also, like was old so i okay what's old i was 15 that's not that old i yeah. was 13 that's not whatever that is I was way, that's two years I was, <laughs> I was 16 so i sympathize yeah. i felt at the time like i was 97 yeah <laughs> like you when you're like over 13 and don't have your first kiss yet you're like i'm a monster like yeah. it feels very you're like I well you. i guess yeah did your mom ever like sit you down and be like some people are late bloomers like you had to have no my mom talk. was happy i was a late bloomer so she like didn't say anything 
thing. Oh, she okay. Just, oh, she was like, let's just keep this under wraps she was as like, long let as her, possible. Yeah, let just her keep not. buying her Harry Potter books. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so set us set the context up. Um, I like knew I was getting it right, cause like, <laughs> <laughs> was it a date that you were gonna have? Yeah, it was like you know when you would be I don't, like when you would be like talking to someone on AIM, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, someone you know. Mm-hmm. So he was a friend of my friends from school, but like it was my sophomore year. He was a friend of my friend my friends from school, but he went to like the private school in our town. Your age or older? Um, or he's younger. two years older than me. Okay. Ooh. So I was a sophomore. He's a senior. Yeah. Yeah. Very fancy. Mm-hmm. And like too tall for a child. Like right. much taller than all the other children. So handsome. And um, so I was like, oh man, he's so dreamy. And like really weird. But at the time it didn't seem weird. But now that we're adults, I'm like, oh my God, you are so strange. Like, Do you still know him? Yeah. We're still friends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I, we had been chatting on AIM and it was like clear like, we're probably, we're probably going to date. We were probably going to date. It was going that way. I was like, I need to land this. And <laughs> he came to my house to watch a movie because I wanted to watch Say Anything. Oh. <laughs> um, it all comes together. Just set the tone. Really set the tone for the type of relationship yeah. I would be oh, interested in. Oh, dear. And we kissed during it. And it was, and then he like asked me to be his girlfriend. <gasps> and I was like. <laughs> yeah, and it was February thirteenth, right? <gasps> just in time for ballsy move on his part. Well, I actually don't think it was ballsy. I don't think he knew knew what day it was because oh. on the next day, uh oh, I was got really sick, you know, from having kissed once. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like so sick, my body could just not take the change, and I like got sick, and I stayed home from school. Did he give you something? He didn't like message me at all until like later in the day, and I was like, dude, where have you been all day? And he's like. And I was like, uh, I was homesick, like, all day. Didn't like, like why weren't you up in my business? Aren't you supposed to be straight up in my business all the time? <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry. And I was like, it's okay. <laughs> Wait, so what you didn't mention is that, like, maybe the reason why it's, like, say anything is because you're the stalker in this situation? I guess so. I don't know. He ended up um, breaking up with me, like, two months later. Two months is a, lo- is a long haul yeah, for that age of It was profound. And then we didn't, we were, like, he went to college. He went away to college. And then we dated for another one month, ten months later. But I dumped him. Oh, good for you. And I was like, this isn't working. He's like, it's not. Um, So, yeah. Were you in love with him the first time around? No. I Have you been in love? Yeah, I think probably. (laughs) Sorry, this is a... (laughs) This is not, this is off topic of what this show is about. We yeah, I have. It. I have for sure. But that, then I wasn't, I didn't know. Yeah, the, I had, I had in high school too, like the high school version of it. I don't right. know that it was him. He's more like, I think that's why I'm still friends with him because I do love him. Yeah. In like a way where I like still want to do stuff with him and like I don't have painful memories of him. Great. So that's wonderful. That's Great. like sweet yeah. to have that like. Yeah. And he still looks like a 16 year old. It's very weird. He's like a very giant 16 year old boy. Does he still live in Cranberry, New Jersey? No, he lives in Brooklyn. Oh, good, yeah. good. Right, everybody lands in Brooklyn. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. Soon enough. Man, Ricky's getting like a lot of mic time. <laughs> uh, you better let him listen to this. I'm going to let him. Yeah. Ricky, oh my God, I yeah, had a huge crush on somebody named Ricky who was also from New Jersey. Uh, he was my friend's cousin. <gasps> that's, oh, that's, that's so such a delicious. That yeah. is so good. The tension in that situation. It, yeah, because, uh, yeah. Oh, man. We were at like her, I what was it? it? Like her little s- sister's communion, I think. Yeah. Um, and so everyone was wearing like nice clothes, oh, you know. Yeah. And like and, status doesn't matter. Like you go to different schools. Like you can be oh, exactly. whoever you so want to like, be. Oh my God, maybe yes. he thinks I'm attractive. Like I'm like not a loser. Yeah, he, he has know no way of story. knowing that I'm yeah. a loser. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You can right all your wrongs in that moment. Yeah. Um, <sighs> sigh. Um, is there anything else in this notebook that is particularly uh, revealing or juicy? Probably, yeah. We talked about boys a lot, but I have to like find it. Um, went to skate and surf. What's that? Oh, it's a festival uh, in Asbury Park that you'd go to and you'd see like brand new and you'd see like. And your parents let you do that? Yeah, they did. Wow. Why? I wanted to go to a Radiohead concert in Boston, (sighs) and my parents would not let me go because they didn't want me taking the tea that late at night. And then they, and then yeah, I wouldn't let my. But then, like two years later, they let my little brother go to the uh, same concert. That is the yeah. worst. Yeah, yeah, it was unacceptable. I'm trying to find like anything about who I had a crush on at that time, but I like can't see it. I 
parties I'll go to where I'm like, is it cool for me to be here yet? And like now I'm at an age where it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's been enough time from when I was less well, aware of my behavior. Do you, uh, were you a class clown? Like, were you making noise in class? Yeah. Um, I had some silly friends and I was silly. I will, for superlatives in eighth grade, I was voted like either class clown or best sense of humor among other children. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. I wanted to be voted funniest so bad. And the girl who got funniest was absolutely not funny it's a matter of taste and so you know what in that you know you can't win i know i was really close to being best dressed i was super <gasps> close oh that's a good one but then i didn't and then i didn't and that's fine superlatives are totally overrated yeah no but by senior year i was most dramatic so things had really like taken a turn <laughs> <laughs> but honestly i feel like most dramatic people often think of as like theater like they think mm-hmm. of it as like i did a lot of theater you know? yeah yeah exactly exactly huh huh and did you, when you were, okay, when you were in high school and you were voted funniest or whatever, best sense of humor, is that because you had like in your mind a, cl- a clue that you were going to be going in a comedy direction later or did you have no idea of that? Um, I, w- I did a lot of theater and I like knew I wanted to be like an actor, I guess, but I used to write all the time and just not consider it as a thing, but I was always writing. Mm-hmm. And then my friends were like comedy nerds and would like, do like fake little stand-up bits or like we'd watch a lot of Saturday Night Live together and like that's where I le- wow, learned really? that's where like my that's whole really comedy cool. education was it's like they all were obsessed with it um do you want to do you want to be a an SNL writer is that a, a, a goal that is in your mind I mean because I think that you would fucking kill it you think I would kill it yes I do wow I yeah if they'd let me write mostly about animals then yeah 
Wait, what's the thing with animals? Is that I don't a, know. It's I a think, whole other dimension. No, it's not. Not when you're writing sketches, I think. It's not. Are all your sketches about animals? No, but like <laughs> there a lot of them are. There's more than one that are. A lot of them are set at funerals, though, which is like a thing I'm trying to like watch myself on, is that I set a lot of them So at many sketches are, I think, so, it's so easy to do that. Why is that? Because it's a high stakes place. Yeah. It right. is. And yeah. 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 And, yeah. And also, one of them was a true story, and I... And I wrote it and I had someone note it and was like, this is crazy. And I'm like, oh, it's just because it, that's what it had happened. And they were like, oh, then never mind, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I went to a funeral, um, not like last year. And I was in line with my best friend and it was a, a friend of ours. Like the receiving line? I was, yeah, I was in the receiving yeah. line. And so it was like a, like it was a very sad experience because it's like always it's it's like yeah it's always very sad when it's someone you're uh, friends with or you can't like chalk it up to like old age or like oh this happens and we're in line and melanie was like it was melanie oh melanie Melanie. she's still in your life still in my life i saw her yesterday that's my roommate's name. I like I Ooh, positive such a good. She goes by name. Mel. She would like so say, but I wrote her name. Yeah, Melanie all the time. Yeah. Although she jokes, it's like it's Melanie. If you like, she doesn't like when people call her Mel if they don't know her that well because she's like, oh, well, good. that's familiar. Okay. But she like, if, yeah, she's Mel. No, I call her Melanie. But we're in line, and she's like, I hate this so much. And I was like, I know. My like least favorite part of this stuff too is when you have to like kiss the body. Do you have to kiss the body? That's what she said. She was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What? And I was like, is this a Catholic thing or is this an Italian thing? I or think it's just a, a my mom thing. No, it's a Catholic thing. Actually. They do it? Yeah, Thank absolutely. God. Because I've told other people this story and they're like, absolutely it's, not. Is that a thing? And I've been like, I really don't like doing where it. Where do you, what the, the, you okay. put your mouth on like their forehead or their cheek. Yeah, you're supposed like to go. Mouth. I mean, you're not supposed to like kiss their lips necessarily, but you're supposed to go. It's a very Catholic. It's a Catholic like it's funeral bad. thing where you're supposed to go and give like a final kiss. Do you smell the formaldehyde? Yes. Yeah. It's, oh no. It's like waxy. It's bad. But she turned to me and she was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh no." But she's Catholic. She like yeah. Grew up yeah. So how did she not? I That's don't know. Definitely a thing. It's weird. And like she was like, "Taylor, <laughs> do not do that." And I was like, "I'm not gonna do it." obviously here because I'm not related to him. She's like, this is, I don't need more specifics. Like, I just need you to not do that. Please don't do that. And I was like, I wasn't saying it like I was going to do it. Like there was no world in which I was going to do it. And then we had this whole argument right before we went up there. It was very weird. But um, yeah, I've kissed like a lot of old dead people who yeah. are like very cold. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. Do you have but memories? That of, makes me feel. You kneel in front of the, you kneel and you say a prayer. Cause it's like, they're, they're usually in the viewing room where there's like, there's usually right with a cross and you kneel and you say a prayer. And then yes, and then you have to. You yeah. don't have to. I mean, the other thing is like you can also just like put your hand like yeah, I, you, can, you, you, you. It's a pay your respects thing, I think. But it is, it is. Well, yeah, but did you do this as kids? Do you have memories of kissing di- corpses? Yeah, my mom would make I, me do it. She'd be like, do you wanna? and I'd be like, <laughs> that's so fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I put because. Jews don't like the body gets put away. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Right. No, away. my roommate that's was. Great. Yeah, my roommate came to my uh, grandmother's funeral early this year, and she was like, "It was definitely a whole new world for her." I think just in terms of like our our rituals, she was like, what? "They are macabre, yeah. man. They yeah. really are." Like, she was They're like, mm-hmm. yeah. spooky, mm-hmm. weird. I don't know. So you turned this into a sketch? Yeah, because I was like, "Let's see, yeah. if that's usable." And um. And none of them had ever heard of that. Well, tradition. everyone in my class, no, no one had. What well, that is so like I feel like it's so ubiquitous to me. That's just what you do. I thought like, I'd have like this. Like enough of the room would be like, yeah, that is gross, course. but it happens. But it ha- yeah, like of course you do that. And that didn't happen. Everyone was wow. like, what the. <laughs> so that everyone was like, you you felt like this is just your family's like no absolutely I was not. yeah also because because Melanie didn't know and she had such a similar upbringing and like grew up in that's similar really churches weird I hate when that happens though like when you look to someone you grew up with for affirmation and they're like what are you talking about oh, and I you're like I, my stomach drops yeah and like you're like wait I really was alone I was totally alone in that yeah, experience or like did I like make up our entire like you're like wait a minute like, what yeah. is our friendship like what is my sense of myself? Well, it's like, like when you're little and you and you and you make up shit. Like I didn't know about this until later, but apparently, I would get really bossy about things and and claim them to be true that were not true at all. And I don't oh, remember yeah. this at all. But like mm. apparently, one of my best friends when I was a kid, Allison, we were in my backyard under the under the deck, and there's like all this like moss and clover and shit. And I told her, I instructed her that she had to eat the clover. <gasps> what <laughs> and 
I don't know, because it's just what you do, it's, I guess. I made someone eat tree bark once. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it's one of my guiltiest things. Wait, you, I feel like I tweeted about it and you liked Maybe. it, but like, <laughs> it's I don't know. You're just like oh. testing your boundaries in terms of like power no. and another person. It's it is not great. I, it's not great. And then great. and then we made this like like we took a a plastic pint container like from the kitchen and filled it with like you know rainwater and like leaves and bark and shit and presented it to Allison's mom and said that it was soup that we got from the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I don't think she ate it. There's no she, way. She, <laughs> whatever. It's like also your imagination. Like your sense of reality is so wacky nuts when you're. Yes. Well, something else that I will say uh, that I learned is that having having done this epic mushroom trip last summer um, and the feeling of being kind of out of control, not not quite knowing like where you stand and also feeling like everything is very big and overwhelming and like everything can make you cry or hysterically laugh. And I was like, Oh, children are just always on a mushroom trip. And that is how we can better understand them. Yeah. And it explains like their focus. Well, and how they can like their, their feelings change just in a second. Mm -hmm. Everything that happens is the most epic thing that's ever happened. That I think I'm still growing on that though. (laughs) That always forget. It's like, yeah, like they're, they actually can digest information quite easily like so it's always funny when people say like oh what do I say to my kid like kids have a very short simple threshold for processing new information it's very it's very easy for them to do like there's never like they don't uh, they 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 ask questions sometimes but it's like saying things like uh, you know like I always think of like oh like saying like a family member is gay or whatever like it's they don't they, their reality is not constructed yet so it's yeah, like the world exists the just as as they are told it so it's like any new mm-hmm. information it's just their possibilities are endless because they're not done forming so themselves yet. so it's like yeah they're they're good to go like kids will do oh yeah i mean like, i i really tell, but it's also scary because you can tell a kid everything and you can tell that some you know kids will you know they will you absorb know, that shit oh and you know what goes on in some households like when you work with young kids like the things yeah, chelsea you hear is, chelsea was a children's librarian for yes. a long time and uh and uh and and you would hear some story you know i you would just hear things that you know uh and i was like i worked at a i was like a, i worked in um I was an assistant preschool teacher before that too. And it was just, you know, it was no secrets in your house. Yeah, no, kids will just you have to remember stuff. that. Uh, I used to talk to myself out loud nonstop. As a oh kid. yeah. I really hated so many mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Nonstop mm-hmm. out loud. Is it, be- is it because you think you were an only child for a while before your sister was born? Yeah, maybe that makes sense. And I was not like, I didn't have a lot of friends and I read like a lot of books and I was like mm-hmm, alone mm-hmm. a lot, but I didn't have a person, the pers- type of personality that was good being alone. So I guess I just like talked, spoke all my thoughts out loud to myself, which probably didn't help. No, but you had to you make know. it like somebody's listening to me, even if it's just me, yeah. somebody yeah. has to listen to me. Also, there was like, a, to be fair, a lot to listen to, I think. It was nonstop. <laughs> it was a lot of thought. Were you like just saying like what your feelings were at the time or were you making up characters or like what was that dialogue about? I guess all kinds of things. I still do it when I'm around my dad because... You talk to yourself around your dad? Well... I still do like constant, I would ramble a lot. I used to ramble a lot. So I would do, when I was by myself, I would do movie quotes. I did a lot of movie quotes. Like I did a lot of homeward bound to myself when I was very small, or I would do like fake interviews with myself or I would do like, <laughs> would you like, do you, would you do like where you're like, you'd be like on a talk show and you, you'd, you'd like, you'd sit and like yeah. imagine. I accused like someone answers. of doing that recently. I was like, you do, you've done that before in your life. That, like, every single person the fake on earth interview. Has and he was that. like no I haven't and I was like that's a lie I don't fucking believe every you. single person on earth has fake interviewed themselves I was like you've been in a shower Absolutely. or a car and Absolutely. you have fake interviewed yourself I don't care if it's in your head I don't care if it's out loud you have like been on a late night couch in your mind, in your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. you've done some kind of you've interview you've told your mind. story in your mind Absolutely. yes yeah. or even like one story like even just yeah uh, no absolutely I guess, absolutely yeah I don't know I think that's what journaling was for me mm-hmm. I was never doing it out loud oh, and I always had a journal oh, yeah. yeah did you yeah I have like drawers full of them what you yeah. still have them yeah I still have all of them that's great yeah. that is great they're a lot but yeah <laughs> but are they all more of like just like oh complaining about school or I have a crush on x or was there like real was, shit like, coming boys out? and crushes in schools and then there was like Oh, uh, like three or four years from it, it's all about food and like food lists and food numbers what? and like calories. Yeah. Did like you have a whole of... disordered eating situation? Yes, for like a long uh, time. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're preaching to the choir. So that's here. a lot of my notebooks. Yeah. And yeah. when you write, I feel like if you have like any obsessive disorder, it oh, makes God. it worse yeah. a lot of times because you're just like lists, constantly lists, putting lists, it out lists, there. Yeah. You know, too, like there's com- entire communities on the internet. Like it's so scary where you can just. <gasps> that's kind of also how I feel oh, like my. Oh, absolutely. Wait, that, 
forest fire. I would fire. talk to other, like, you know, girl, like, I, you know, and this was kind of, it was before you, it was like Facebook and stuff. It was like a little more wild card internet where it'd be like yeah. on weird blog series where like theoretically oh, yes. they were also a, a teenage girl but you never really knew for sure it was just very like a live journal platform yeah like live journal or Zanga, Zanga. it would be very oh. personal like weird just like yeah like ca- it's no good and, like, and it's a- no enabling good. like that oh, shit absolutely time. co-enabling yeah yeah um I think I'm, I'm slightly older than both of you and so mm-hmm. when I went to college that was like at the height of my um, anorexia yeah. situation. Same, because it's the transition, I think. Yeah, well, it was like leading up to that and just like total self-hatred. But um, uh, but that was when I first had like even access to a internet kind of people having these like um, pro-Anna. Oh, like, yes. That was literally the name like, of one of them. Thinspiration. Thinspiration. They were like Anna and Mia. Were, like, yes. Anna and Mia. Yes. Yeah. And it's so sick to think about that. And thank God I didn't have that when I was any younger. I'm so sorry that you guys did because yeah. it was just like Fiona Apple lyrics. <gasps> like at one so point. So many Fiona Apple. Like, yes. Oh God. I'm trying to think of like other groups. I, I don't care. Magnetic fields. There was like a lot of magnetic fields. I want to have control. I want a perfect body. I want yeah. to be like all those like, but like kind of out of context. Oh yeah. Radiohead. Like, weird. Yeah. yeah. And then like I started I don't know. This is really sick, but I started this because uh, I had a, a like a collage book that I had been keeping for a long time, mm-hmm. and then I started a new collage book that was only like aspirational bodies. I had that, Ugh. yeah, and it yeah. was like collarbones. It was like pictures of like Corey bones. Kennedy, Ugh. and like yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what the Delia's catalog did to me too, oh man. God, I yeah. wanted to look yeah. like those ladies. Yeah, uh, I wanted to look like the ladies in the uh, Lands End catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Outdoorsy, oh, spoken like a true lesbian. Yes, thank you. Yes, like p- fantasies of Subarus. Yeah, the ladies—they were wholesome and, they and outdoorsy. Like they could help you run their farm. <laughs> I would need help running a farm. Uh, yeah, I actually, and that's the joke. Is I don't like. I like. I love an outdoorsy woman, but I hate the outdoors. So I don't know. That how makes I, a lot of I sense, though. I, yeah, well, you, you fantasize want you about. That yeah. honestly sounds like a survival. Like I think it's the my instinct. Yeah, like I yours. think my you know whatever biologically, I think my my genes like I don't know if they think I'm a man or what they think, but they like I want like yeah, like I'm very attracted to like that domesticity and like yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. It's that like you want fill you in can. your like blind spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yes, the, the yin and the yang. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I've done a terrible job of that. <laughs> Some people, yeah. Some people just exactly like me in a <laughs> lot of ways. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's good because it sure means I'm you like like yourself yeah. if you're with someone who's like you and like has that yeah, many similarities to you. Yeah, I suppose that's you. true. I didn't think about it's that. It's like an expression oh, of self-love yeah. too in a fun uh, way. I like that. I like, I like to think that. of it that way. So yeah. I tell myself. But then both of our failure points are also the same. So yeah. then my self-hatred, you know. Yeah, that's hard. That's, wow, that's a really interesting Yeah, moment. so I'm like, you're being too lazy. And then I'm like, am I talking to myself right now? Yeah. Am I being oh, too lazy? Oh, that's, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, just going to project it all over. Anyway, <laughs> I have a gift for you, Taylor. <gasps> you do. Because I always have a gift oh for my, goodness, my guests. Okay. It's all, um, you know, the show. ephemera from my um, from my childhood bedroom that I have never uh, gotten rid of. Whoa, This I love is from it. my epic, epic pencil collection. <gasps> Um, it is uh, a pencil from Universal Studios. It still has the plastic wrap on it. It does. And it, it is, is a movie camera. Mint. mint condition. I bet you could sell this for $2 on eBay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, may it be a Thank sign you. of success in the industry. Oh, to thank come. you so much. I love it so much. It looks kind of delicious too. Like, I know, it doesn't it? It's like candy, like, a, like licorice, like, yeah. sort of. Erasers always look really good. Oh, I always want it. You know what makes me so mad too? Do you ever see like little erasers that look like cupcakes? And you're like, who would do that? I know. I want to eat it. Well, I did. I had an eraser collection too, and oh. they were all these like tiny little like pastel colored like yummy oh, whatever, God. and they yeah, smelled yeah, yeah. like good things too. I'm like sure it. a lot of children eat erasers. Yeah, in Japan. totally. I would. Yeah, um, you got it. I yeah. would. What this is would beautiful. You, uh, Thank you. Would you like to plug anything? Um, you don't have to. I yeah, I kind of didn't prepare to plug anything. You don't but, have to. Yeah. I, well, where can people find you if they would like to find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Taylor. I have an underscore Ortega. Um, uh, seriously, one of the best Twitter feeds. I laugh you. out loud so oh, much. You, you so and much. Max, both of you, I am. I just die. So yeah, he tweets oh, like yeah. twelve times a day. Like uh, he tw- tweets twelve, like 12 times, times an hour. As much as yeah, yeah, me. He tweets way more than me. But I feel like I get. I like being involved in them sometimes. Like I've had to like videotape or take pictures of so many weird things for him at this point. That uh, and also you can find <laughs> this is not Max promotion hour. It's Taylor. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it's um, all, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Carbra 
also underscore Streisand. Carver Streisand. Yeah. It's oh, the fucking best name. So thank good. you. Yes. That's great. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much and, for having me. Um, you're, you know, a delight through and through. The more I learn about you, thank more you. delighted. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. And Chelsea, I have something for you too. Oh, it's even less valuable stop. than the former gifts I've given to you. No, I will not stop. This is from a different collection I had. It's called <laughs> <laughs> Priceless Drinksters Collection. Oh, that's... It's um, uh, a drinkster that says World Yacht on it. Ooh, and it's got a little like captain's wheel. Oh my and, gosh. And um, maybe you could use it in your hair. I have no idea. This is so beautiful because like all I ever want to be is like one of those like J. Crew like yachting like lady. Like oh, a like a, a for Ken Oh. <laughs> we know your love of like ac- active like, magazines. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like I, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, like I can be, yes. And well, let this lead you to the outdoor lady of your dreams. I'm just going to hold this up uh, and like I just see who I attract. <laughs> Same though. Yeah, yeah, it's like right? you, I gave you both magic wands. Yeah, so you may you attract what you would like <laughs> to in your life. Chelsea. Uh, where can people find you, please? Um, people can find me hibernating um, for the summer. Um, I know I'm on Twitter as well uh, at it's Hogwarts spinoff. Um, <laughs> uh, and I mostly talk about uh, my opinions about Harry Potter uh, and uh, uh, and filling all the, all the times that I like submit short stories to journals and then don't get in. Like, it's just like a fun. That's great. A, fun a rejection collection. About. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, well, I think that you're a delight. So thank you. And uh, again, uh, listeners, uh, you know what? If you're in LA, uh, we're going to have a live show at Nerd Melt on August 28th, which is a Monday at 9 p.m. Sweet late spot. I'm so into it. So um, stay tuned at uh, the underscore bitch underscore seat on Twitter or, uh, you know, uh, all the other places that you know about. I'm so over social media, but I have to <laughs> pretend like I love it. Yeah. Uh, Gotta hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. I'll see you back in LA and uh, treasure what got you here. Yay. Bye. As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Juicy Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you look young in the movie, and... Uh, I hooked up with a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and, I believe that, And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh, my God. Who's on, hooking up with who? Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So, like, there's, like, these, like, Asian girls in the movie. Right. They play, I, the twins, right? I triple kissed them. Okay, oh, a little triple kiss. Triple is that why you didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca? Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was and was that offset or on camera, or and they got cut out maybe? Or oh, uh, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never because I, you know, what I mean, that's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. They, I don't, I don't know how old they are. I could never tell with them. But uh, who else? Let me see. Cecily, the girl. Yeah, I chalked. I, I chalked her. You chalked her. What? <laughs> I chalked what is, her. What is chalking? That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.